All right, welcome back, Parker. Here uh, we are uh, in the midst of a very gloomy late spring day. Um, as I sit outside of the uh, the perch here um, in Metro Parks, it's snowing. Believe it or not, it's three o'clock in the afternoon on the twenty third, which is when we were talking with Matt Wallace of, of the Kentucky Shakespeare Festival. Welcome, Matt. Appreciate you uh, coming on with us. Thanks for having me. So tell a little bit. Of, tell us a little bit about uh, Kentucky Shakespeare. We know the partnership with Metro Parks goes back many, many years. Most people are probably familiar with the productions that you guys put on in Central Park, but you've expanded that to, to reach out to several of our parks. So tell us a little bit about what you guys have done, how long you've been going, and and uh, and basically a, a little bit about what you've done in replanting the season. Sure. Uh... Well, Kentucky Shakespeare has been presenting Shakespeare in Central Park for 61 years. Um, you know, we've, we've, we've been around for a while. We're, we're also, you know, during the year, a lot of times people ask what we do during the year. Well, we, you know, we do uh, all kinds of uh, different outreach programs. We're actually the most comprehensive in-school arts education provider in the Commonwealth. And, of course, this year it's all been digital and virtual. We're finally getting back in person to some schools. Um, and. and um, you know, uh, about seven years ago, wanted to find a way we can get into other parks. And that's why when we created the Shakespeare in the Parks program, and that first year we went to about eight or nine parks. Um, we're delighted to say that uh, this spring we're, we'll be in at least 23 parks, bringing an abridged version of Romeo and Juliet, uh, and 10 of those uh, are our metro parks. We, we also have I just want to mention, we also have many community outreach programs that people often don't know about, like Shakespeare with veterans and survivorship Shakespeare with those impacted by cancer, uh, our Shakespeare with immigrants and refugees program. So uh, we, we uh, definitely believe in using Shakespeare and the arts to uh, connect people and transform lives. So many of the, many of the, the, the plays that Shakespeare wrote were back, I believe, in the, the 16th century and thereabouts. How are these lessons that, uh, that are learned through the arts and through learning about Shakespeare, how are they applicable in today's world? That's one of the reasons I love Shakespeare is the, the things he's writing about, the themes, um, the, those uh, human nature uh, issues and uh, we still have today. But not just that, it, for, for me, it's also about that language that uh, he expresses himself like few other um, uh, to be able to kind of feel it and in and, and a visceral way. So um, I think particularly now when so many of us have been cooped up and we've been talking like this on, on, on Zoom and WebEx and watching theater that, um, you know, we opened the Shakespeare in the Parks tour last weekend. And I think it was a special and emotional experience for all of us to, you know, be in the same place, distanced, but being in the same place in a beautiful park back in nature, uh, uh, you know, hearing, hearing beautiful language and watching a beautiful story uh, all together, you know, not virtual, but actual reality. And, and I think theater and the arts are going to become, you know, uh, more important than ever as we all now come together and rebuild and heal and even, you know, experience joy together again. You know, it's funny you mentioned a little bit about that. I'm hoping you'll go into a little more in depth about this. You know, you, the, the people I know that are involved in Kentucky Shakespeare Festival, they do it, number one, because they love it. Um, how hard has the past year been for you guys, um, all the way down from the production staff to the, to the actors and actresses, um, 
to those that, that organize it. I know you want to bring the arts out to the public, and mm-hmm. uh, you want to introduce you want to introduce the works of Shakespeare to a wider audience. How difficult was this last year for you guys? You know, it, it was tough in that that we had to adapt um, our our programming. I, I I don't think it was as as tough for us as as many, and I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that. You know, we were able to to keep our our staff, our administrative staff, keeping keeping the organization going. Uh, you know, we couldn't have done that without our amazing donors who really stepped forward uh, and really valued what we're doing. Uh, you know, it's been a difficult year, and I think particularly for artists. For for you know, we we did have a, a virtual film summer season last year, uh, but it, the contract was not as long as as mm-hmm. it would have been. So you know. Often our artists are already financial fra- financially fragile, so that that was challenging. We we worked to find ways that we could employ them through virtual work. Uh, we we also had virtual Shakespeare in the park last year, um, where we re-aired some of ours. But we were able to get some actors together in the fall with Shakespeare in the parking lot over at Creason Park, and and just right. find ways that we could still do that. But that, it's it's been a tough year. It's this the isolation that uh, that so many everyone's feeling. Uh, and and we haven't been able to be with our artists to tell stories, so uh, you know we're we're really chomping at the bit to be able to do this again. How challenging is it knowing the works of Shakespeare, uh, contemplating how uh, there are elements of romance and violence and high drama? Um, mm-hmm. How is it how is it challenging to put on a socially distant production of William Shakespeare? I you know I have to say it's not as hard as you would think you know. When we were contemplating doing this last year, last summer, um, not knowing what was coming for us, um, you know, the, the 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 biggest part was the rehearsal process. Um, mm-hmm. Now that we know 100% of our team is going to be vaccinated, uh, going into that process, that's going to allow allow for for more. But you know, if you've seen a show in, in one of our shows in the parks, you know, it's a pretty massive amphitheater. And kind of yeah. like you think you think about opera or, you know, what I love about Shakespeare is these grand stories in a big way. Right. We don't tend to like get right up on each other because if we did just logistically, you wouldn't be able to see. So we've kind of been performing Shakespeare distanced for a while. Um, and then it's just been figuring out those logistics of the audience and and how we're going to operate differently until things are safer, like distant seating and making the amphitheater kind of like a checkerboard and, uh, you know, encouraging people to RSVP so we can kind of plan for who's coming. And so we're working on adapting uh, in, a, in a lot of ways. But as far as doing the Shakespeare, I think uh, it, 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 it won't be a whole lot different. We're still trying to figure out how to navigate those those kisses. <laughs> but, you know, even in Shakespeare's day, you know, they did what was called a Palmer's kiss where they put their hand to hand. So we're, we're exploring lots of options. Practicing social distancing 600 years ago. That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> so what are, uh, so what are people going to see from you guys this year? When, when you, you mentioned that you're going to be doing, uh, you're going to be visiting 23 parks, 10 of which I believe you said are Metro parks. So mm-hmm. what are people going to see when they go out this year? So in the parks tour, that's your neighborhood parks tour. We're going uh, all throughout Louisville. We're going as far away as Bowling Green, uh, and and into Indiana as well. Uh, that's that is a 90 minute production of Romeo and Juliet. It's seven actors, and we pop up in various parks and really use that park 
as the the backdrop. So if we're in Victory Park or we're, we're uh, you know uh, out uh, in Riverview or in High View, you know you're gonna the show's really gonna kind of change depending on where we are because we're gonna really use the natural beauty of that park. Uh, that all of that information is at kyshakespeare.com. And then believe it or not, a month from now we start rehearsals for the summer season. Uh, we pushed it back a little bit just to give us a little bit more time to prepare um, and continually to get, get people vaccinated. But starting June 16th in Central Park, uh, we're working on Shakespeare in Love. That is the stage oh. adaptation of the Oscar winning film. It has music and 20 actors and a dog. It's going to be so much fun. With and, Academy Award-winning film with uh, Joseph Fiennes and Gwyneth Paltrow, I believe, correct? That is it. And it's really, it's 90% of the text of the film with a lot of added music. And who would have thought when we chose this back in 2019, how fitting it would be for our return to theater? Because it's really a love letter to Shakespeare and just theater. And then we're also presenting Henry V. It's the culmination of our, our history cycle over the past few years. Uh, the Louisville Ballet is going to come out as well with uh, their return to live performance. So that's uh, nine weeks this summer in Central Park. And well, as always, we'll have food trucks and our brown form and bar. And, uh, you know, we're going to distance. There's plenty of room to spread out. Um, we'll ask people to, you know, grab that mask and head to the park this summer. Um, what do you think Shakespeare would say about the last year? Um, not to go back to COVID, but, uh, but, uh, are there any elements that, that are Shakespearean that have occurred over the last year that uh, that uh, that you you could identify? Um, yeah. Given what we've all been through. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. You know, and I think you know Shakespeare survived the plague, and you know there were there were there was time. There was a year when uh, the the theaters were shut down, and and the plague was. Uh, ravaging England. And, you know, during that time, he wrote King Lear, you know, uh, some some of our greatest plays, uh, some of our greatest art uh, has come from a time of darkness. And I look at I like I look at for for Kentucky Shakespeare. Anyway, I look at what this past year, um, you know, with COVID uh, and the, the, the racial injustice reckoning. And I think we're going to come out of this stronger. We're going to come out of it more inclusive, more equitable. Um, and I, th I think also uh, the art that we were able to create in such a dark time. And I think about Shakespeare in the parking lot over in Creason and people in their cars listening to this play. Uh, oh. That would never have happened. And, and uh, you know, we have to focus on the positive. And one of the great positives is that we had to we had to look for a new space and move from art space. And uh, through the generosity of some incredible donors, we're actually going to move into a brand new space next week or so right by central park so our new oh. headquarters yeah so there's some good stuff that's come out of it so will people be able to see uh check out the new headquarters in person or go on facebook or, or your uh your website and check out yeah if you go if you actually go to our website you're going to see a photo of the rendering of it it's an eight thousand square foot shell building that we are actually building 2600 square foot of offices that'll be finished next week but we're also going to have a community space a rehearsal space it's right across the street from water step uh and we're gonna so we're gonna be able to rehearse over there and and who knows maybe later this year you might see a, a show in there excellent um i think one thing that i was i was, I was hearing you talk um you know, I, I know you get 
you get a lot of people that will show up to the shows at Central Park. You have a lot, a lot of people that probably return each year. They may have had their first date watching that show. Uh, they may have, you know, they may have met met their uh, significant other there. Um, but one thing that I know that you guys do do too is, is try and introduce uh, the works of Shakespeare to a wider audience and go to people who may not be as familiar with, with his work. Um, if, if somebody has never experienced one of your productions before, um, I guess my question is this: How do you uh, how do you sort of get them to enjoyment, enjoy it, maybe not be daunted by the fact that we're talking about classical literature and, yeah. and theater? I, I think that is a, that's just a really wonderful question, and I think, yeah, some people have hesitancy with Shakespeare. I, I always tell people, you know. Not everybody thinks about this, but Shakespeare was not meant to be read. You know, in Shakespeare's day, he was writing scripts to be performed. So a lot of people, they're exposed to Shakespeare when they pick up this book and they're just reading it quietly. In Shakespeare's day, people would go to hear a play. They would say, I'm going to hear a play because it's all about the language. So, you know, I just encourage you, if you haven't experienced it, let us do the work, you know. Uh, it, it's meant to be performed. Uh, it, the plays weren't even published till after his death. You know, come and, and hopefully we've done our work to make it accessible without dumbing it down, but, you know, make it accessible and fun and relevant and engaging. And it's really up to us to take that off of a pedestal. You know, this is not a museum piece. We also edit, you know, we, these, these are trimmed down productions often. Uh, and hopefully we're making it accessible and fun and, and and inclusive. But I just say, you know, give it a shot. Come out and check it out. Uh, um, and and hopefully it's going to be a good time. Do you have a personal favorite? You know, I kind of it's kind of the stock answer that it's whatever play I'm working on, um, <laughs> which is true. You kind of have to love whatever that play is. I personally. Um, uh, you know, I actually have a photo of this. Where is this? This is, we're moving, so I have photos everywhere. Um, would be much ado about nothing. This was, uh, uh, I got to play opposite my soon-to-be wife in Central Park, awesome. and this was actually months after I proposed to her. Uh, so it would have to be much ado about nothing. Uh, but then <laughs> again, too, Hamlet is quite a favorite. It's a, uh, it's It's really hard to pick your favorite children, you know. So, uh, so how did uh, how long have you been with uh, with Kentucky Shakespeare, Matt? Um, I started as an actor here in two thousand one, and was an actor and then an educator and director. I left the company for three years, uh, two thousand ten to two thousand thirteen, and this is my eighth season uh, as producing artistic director. Is it common with the troupe to have uh, have people that have been associated with for a long time, like you have? Um, I mean, do you have do you have any folks that have been that that have preceded you? Uh, that are oh still yes, oh absolutely. Yeah. Uh, oh, I wish I had a photo, but Monty Print Monty Pretty uh, was performing with the company at the beginning, sixty years ago. And when you wow. see Shakespeare in Love this summer, you will see Monty Pretty on the stage in a cameo role. So, you know, Kentucky Shakespeare, kind of like Louisville, has a funny way about sucking people in. Uh, and we have many, many of our actors. I mean, I'm one of them. I, I grew up in Bowling Green and, and, and I was in Chicago as an actor. Thought I'd come here from one summer and then head back. You know, a lot of our actors start making their homes here because they realize 
what how amazing Louisville is, how amazing our parks are, and how amazing performing in our parks is. Yeah, and, and really the the yeah with you guys, the Humana Festival plays actors theater and various the various organizations around town. Uh, Louisville has long been known as a city that supports the arts. Um, just yeah. speak on that if you don't mind, just a little bit about the arts culture in Louisville and, and how you guys fit and just how you see it right now. Yeah, I mean, I think it's every arts organization here is just chomping at the bit to get back to doing what we're doing. Um, you know, some media, you know, it, it kind of depends on on the group about how long they're going to have to wait. Some still have have a decent time. I think we have an extremely strong arts community. Uh, I think uh, our organizations, I think particularly in the past couple few years, uh, our, our arts leaders are, are really in sync, you know. We meet regularly. We're trying to complement each other's programming. We're sharing so many artists, you know, together, working together. I think about how many organizations, Actors Theater and Stage One and Derby Dinner Playhouse, we're able to keep some of these actors and artists and technicians living and working here. So I, it's a strong ecosystem. I cannot imagine after this pause how strong we're all going to be when we come back. You know, yeah. we've all had some time to work on ourselves. To, to really kind of reimagine the future. So, uh, you know, it's it's a strong community. It's only it's only getting better. So if they want to, so if people want to see the schedule and they want to know what you guys are doing this season, where do they need to go? Sure, uh, go to kyshakespeare.com. And, and on social media, if you really want to keep uh, up to the minute with us, our Facebook page is probably the best uh, place and you can hear all kind of updates and announcements and, um, yeah, visit our website. We've got lots of information about our season, about our parks tour, about us as a company, about how you can get involved if you want to come volunteer with us this summer. And we appreciate your partnership, Matt. Uh, I know Aaron was really, Aaron is, uh, again, if you, uh, if, if you are regular followers of this uh, uh, podcast, you don't necessarily see or hear Aaron, but Aaron is the one that records and edits this. And Aaron was super excited to talk to you and bring you on, Matt. I just wanted to mention that, and uh, I really appreciate you coming on with us. Well, thank you so much, and I, Aaron, I look forward to seeing you in the audience again. It's not long now, <laughs> uh, and you too, John. Thank you. Thank you so much.